The book is here. The book is here, my friend. I'm so excited to announce that my new book, my first book, Be Seen, Find Your Voice, Build Your Brand, Live Your Dream, is officially available for pre-order. Oh my gosh, such an exciting moment. And I'm so grateful that you are hearing this because it means that you can go pre-order and get some of my really dope bonuses. Now, I love to incentivize people to take action fast because momentum begets momentum. So I want you to go and pre-order. And when you do, head on over to jengottlieb.com slash be seen and put in your order information so you can get the bonuses for pre-ordering. The bonuses are amazing. First, immediately you're going to get the recording of me reading the introduction and the first chapter to the book. So you can listen to the intro in the first chapter before anybody else. And it's me reading it. So you're going to get a lot of different little behind the scenes nuggets. You'll also get a special invite to my very first Manifestation Masterclass virtual event. Now, this is a two-hour virtual event that I'm going to do where I it's the first time I've ever taught Manifestation in that kind of uh, atmosphere where it's a place where you can ask me questions and we're together on Zoom. It's going to be epic. So everybody that pre-orders is going to get an opportunity to join me for that Manifestation Masterclass. So I can't wait to see you there. I'm so excited for you to get the book in your hands and for you to get those amazing bonuses. So go on over to jengottlieb.com slash be seen and order your book wherever you want to order it from, but put that order number into the website so you can get the bonuses. Go do it. I dare you. Can't wait to hear what you think. You have to believe that there's another option, that you can do anything that you want. And there's literally nothing stopping us other than the self-imposed limitations that either society or our upbringing, our environment, our parents kind of create over time for anybody that feels like maybe it's too late or I'm too old. It's never too late and you're never too old. Reinvention is ready when you are. What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb, and together we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. Craig Siegel, I get goosebumps every time I talk to you. It's really, really strange that we are just so energetically connected and I couldn't be more grateful to have you on the show and be having this conversation. Honestly, there's no place in the world that I'd rather be. You couldn't pay me to be anywhere else. Every single time we get together, it's magic. I I love you, you my dear friend. Let's have some fun, let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. Uh, So everyone that's listening right now, like Craig is, I I don't bring a lot of people onto this podcast. This is usually just me. I only bring on very specific people that I know are gonna absolutely blow your minds. And every time I speak with Craig or I'm around his community, my mind is blown and I, I leave with an aha moment. So I'm really excited to get to just introduce you to him and what he's doing and talk about his amazing book that's coming out. So Craig, your, your book's called The Reinvention Formula and it's all about reinventing yourself. And there's so many people that listen to this podcast that ask me on the regular, Jen, I have a dream. I have something that I want to do, but I'm stuck in something that I've been building for my whole life that feels out of alignment now. And I don't know how to pivot. I don't even know what the first step is. I know that you used to be a nine to fiver in the finance world. And you have reinvented yourself into the Craig Siegel that you are today. And I want you to take us back to that moment when you were at the trading desk or you were in that finance office, that big building in New York City. And you were like, I, this, 
this needs to change. What was that moment for you? Was it a moment? Was it a thought or was it a lot like a lot of thinking over time? Tell me about your reinvention. It was a season, I would say. And I know you love to talk about seasons. So I was making money for 13 years on Wall Street. And at that season of life, when I was a bit more immature and online, I consider that to be success. And I want to be very intentional for your listeners. Making money is absolutely a part of success. In fact, you and I were talking about that for a while before we record, but it's a part. It's not the whole thing. And I found myself lacking purpose, lacking meaning. Ultimately, my soul was being sucked and I was at a, a, I was in an industry that just felt a little bit icky. I, I don't really know how else to say, I'm just being honest. And a couple of things happened at once. I just got out of a toxic relationship. My best friend, my pops had just gotten diagnosed with cancer, still battling. Yes. And ultimately, even though I was making money and I had my own business, which I'm very grateful for, I was the type of cat that was waking up on Mondays and I was looking forward to the weekend. And, and it pains me to say that, but that's just the reality. And I started drinking a little bit more than I'd like to admit. I think Jen, I was just trying to escape my current reality because I was miserable. And then I'm not sure if I found running or running found me, but I'd always been into fitness. Working out was always my thing, but I like to lift weights. You couldn't pay me to run. And now the irony is, is now I'm paying to run marathons. Yeah. But I started running all these marathons and what that did, and I think this is a very important component of this story. I actually posted about this something today. I think everybody should find that thing that's an outlet or an arena for you to be a gladiator and that might not be your career. So for me, I started running all these marathons and I started to find myself and I started to get confidence and I started to cultivate purpose for these things at a season when I just believe was lacking it. And then ultimately that led to me becoming a little bit more available. However, I was still at my nine to five, my business and so forth. And then fast forward the pandemic, bang, talk about a global awakening. But for me, I, I mean, I looked at this as an historic opportunity to just reassess. If not now, then when? Mm. And, and ultimately, I, I just got really quiet and I blocked out the noise and, and I blocked out the interference and I just connected and, and I started getting these creative divine downloads. And it was like, of course. I've been obsessed with personal development for 15 years. I mean, studying it like a lunatic. NLP, neurolinguistic programming, uh, Kabbalah, the law of attraction, emotional intelligence, historic figures, and I've been documenting it. And it occurred to me at that moment that this was not just a passion. This was my calling, my assignment. Literally the very next day in a run in Central Park, my CLS brand came to me. I came back home. I didn't have a laptop or, or anything. And I just turned my phone around like a mission statement. And I thought about what this is going to look like. I didn't want to be the next Tony Robbins. I want to be the first Craig Siegel. You never know how something like this will pan out. But I knew this. The cost of inaction, the COI, as I like to say, was far too high. And so I put together a vision. And I think this is really good for your listeners. There's a big difference between a dream and a vision. Everybody has dreams. Most people don't attack them, sadly. A vision is a little bit more intentional. So I created this 10-lane highway, Jen. Each lane consisting of something different for the business, speaking, coaching, book deal, podcast, sponsorships, all the things. And then I reverse engineered it. And then I got to step one. How can I build a brand to make people actually care about this message? And I started putting out content. And I say very humbly, use the word earlier. I got into alignment. As I love to say, it doesn't take time. 
It just takes alignment. And then over the last two and a half years, speaking all over the world, the record first time author, book deal, the podcast, all the things gone from Wall Street. This is it. And it wasn't only a career reinvention, uh, all the things. And the reason why I wanted to give you a little bit of a long-winded answer is so that your audience has a little bit of context for anybody that feels like maybe it's too late or I'm too old. It's never too late and you're never too old. Reinvention is ready when you are. Mm. Yeah, but the key there is you you had the thought and you heard the noise. This is where I want to double down because you said you had to block out the noise. You were able to block out the noise because I want to get into the noise because that is the thing that I think holds a lot of people back. The noise of other people in their life. You can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Or maybe stories that they've invented of why their noise in their head, why they're not capable of doing that. Or something that maybe their parents or somebody in their life said to them like, no, you need to be safe. You need to stay reasonable. You need to stay logical. And what it doesn't make any sense for you to do this. You have this noise, and I'd love for you to talk about your specific noise. And then I want you to go into how you blocked that noise, your words, and were able to take that first action step, because I think that's the hardest thing for people to do. And I want them to have that tool to equip themselves with, to be able to, quote unquote, block out the noise and take action anyway. Here's the thing. Most people are so invested in this story or this movie, if you will, that's not real. For example, I speak from contrast. I spent 35 years in this movie, this movie called Existing. And I thought that like all the abundance, like this would be it for me. I'm a Wall Street guy. I'd make a certain amount of money. I'd never really fall in love. And I'd always be stressed out. And when I got quiet and I blocked out that noise, I realized that myself, just like everyone and all your listeners, we all have a choice. And so I chose to invest in a different movie. In fact, I'm going to change the entire plot of the next scene because I have a choice. And I stopped thinking about all the stuff that can go wrong. And I started hyper-focusing on what can go right. And I started putting CLS together. And I started to get excited. And I started to remove these limitations. And I started to get very enthusiastic about the possibilities. And the truth of the matter is, is I wouldn't have changed the thing on my journey because I believe I had to go through everything I did. And timing is everything. But for anyone else out there that's listening, just understand that wherever you're at right now, it's it's just your choice because you're buying in. It's like your self-worth. Like you can never surpass that. You have to believe that there's another option, that you can do anything that you want. And there's literally nothing stopping us other than the self-imposed limitations that either society or our upbringing, our environment, our parents kind of create over time. So when I got really, really quiet during the pandemic for the first time in my life, I was able to actually block that out and and just really connect. And and I think that's why meditation is so helpful for a lot of people. And I'll be straight up with you. You won't find me like sitting in a corner and meditating. I do my best like like a moving meditation when I'm running. But when you're able to get quiet, I like to believe that mindfulness is the portal to expansion. And it was for me. Mm, So you got quiet. You Mm -hmm thought about that, you did your your video of yourself, you, you thought of CLS, you have this vision, right? It's not just a dream anymore. You're like, I'm going to take action on this. I can imagine that building a brand from scratch was probably a process. It didn't happen overnight. And I love the concept of not comparing your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20, because if someone mm-hmm. looked down, they would see you have interviews with pretty much like every single top person in the industry. You have interviewed mega math, like huge celebrities, you guys. His podcast is crazy on fire. And he's interviewed some of the biggest people in the world. And you would look and you'd be like, 
if I was going to start a podcast looking at your podcast, I'd be like, oh, and mine's like, you know, just from the beginning, I would feel really frustrated. Did you have those growing pains in the beginning? And how did you move through it to build a brand? Because you started from from scratch. Yeah. So one of my superpowers and the best part is, is it's available to everyone. And that is the opportunity to think big. Right. And so I just don't believe that there are limitations out there. And if it's a no, it's more than likely just a no, not right now. And so when I got going, I understood that like a lot of the jugs, I like to call them the juggernauts that have been on the show, they weren't going to say yes right away. That's fine. I don't take it personally because I'm building and it's just the beginning. And like, look, Janet, you're very busy right now, especially as you're getting ready for your launch. You can't say yes to everybody that approaches you to be a guest on their show. Even if you take a two-second glance and it looks like they're up to some exciting things, you have to be selective because you only have so much time. So my thought process was it's only a matter of time before they're all coming to us and we'll have a waiting list. I like a little bit of healthy competition. So I speak to myself. But ultimately, I just was very persistent and I focused on what I could control. And that's adding value, putting out great content and building a community. And then when I would continue to reach out, you know, you have to think about, you always want to be playing chess. And we were talking about that also before it records. Yeah. Like you want this to be a win-win, like a, like a value add for both parties. So what can I offer Rob Deerdeck, right? Or, or Alicia Silverstone right out the gate? Well, we have a very loyal and engaged community. So they know if they come into on our show or into our community, aside from us sharing them with our audience, it's more than likely that our community is going to want to get involved with the exciting stuff they have going on as well. So marry the process, divorce the outcome. What can I control? Adding value, building a community, and it just begins to compound. For a football analogy, for the, for the football fans out there, you don't have to get a touchdown every day. But I really believe, in my heart hearts, you can get a first down every single day. Just move the chain. Just, just put in a little bit of effort and move yourself forward. And that begins to compound. That compounds and that creates momentum and it creates more confidence over time. Whereas when you first started, you didn't even know if you were any good at it. And then at the little wins that you got, they kept stacking and I'm sure it got easier and easier over time to keep going. You yeah. talked about, well, there's two things I want to ask you about. The first one, just because you were just talking about it, is community. You have a community like New Mother. And I know because I've spoken to your community twice and I, I both times I get off and I'm like, how did you create this community of amazing people? And I know many people listening want to build community, especially if they're listening to this right now. We're talking about the power of community, not just having an audience, but actually having a community. There's they're two totally different things. How did you build that community? Are there a few key factors that you put into place that built the community that you have that's so ride or die? So I, I want to challenge you for a second on your own show, and then I'll explain why, and then I'm going to give the answer in my opinion. I love it. What do you think the difference is between an audience and a community? Mm. So a community, an audience, they're following and watching you, and it all relies on you. A community, they're there for everybody else, and you're kind of the person hosting the party. That's how I like to think of it. Right. So an, an audience can be like metrics, right? Mm, like. Okay. And a lot of people have, let's be honest, like like we talk about it being a saturated space. Most people's like followings are like fake or it's not authentic and so forth. And that's fine. I understand perception is reality and all that stuff. But a community is engaging, right? Like they're interacting and, and that's a big difference. And I think that's what for, for the listeners today, and if you're listening to your show, I imagine they want to build a personal brand and build a community. And so now the question is, well, how do we 
like differentiate between the two? Well, you have to really make an emphasis on interacting, on showing up for your community and making it more of a personal or a human connection as opposed to like the audience out there, like posting and ghosting, right? And just to give an example, when I first started CLS in the beginning of the pandemic, well, everybody was doing that tiger show and, and drinking a bottle of wine a day, which without being judgmental, I thought was pretty dangerous. I got to work. And what do I mean by that? I would literally answer every single person that was gracious enough to comment on my content in the beginning or shoot me a message. Sometimes I was up to one, two in the morning in the beginning. And, and I just want to be clear, like, choose your heart. I, I understand that that's a lot. But I went not even the extra mile, the empty mile, right? Because I wanted to show the audience that I care. And then all of a sudden that audience turned into a community because that went a long way with that because they show, they saw that I actually gave a shit for lack of better words. And, and then it started to snowball and, and it's just like being intimate with them, get collecting data, ask them what they want. How can you support them? What kind of content, what kind of speakers and so forth? And so I just make an emphasis to really give back to the community. And then the best part is like for anyone that's reinventing or switching things, whether you're talking about branding or AI, it doesn't matter because your community is going to come with you wherever you go. Why? Because you are the vibe. I, I Every time I get goosebumps all over my butt. This is why we're such good friends. This is why I had you on because there's nothing more important to me. Still, I we, we both run big companies that are busy. We got a lot going on. There's still... I don't have a scalable social media situation going on. There's nothing more important to me than personally responding to my DMs and personally responding to my comments. If somebody gives you the gift of actually communicating with you on social media that's supposed to be social, and they're giving you a gift of a comment and they're engaging with your content and you don't say thank you or you don't respond, that's like someone giving you a gift and you not saying thank you. Are they ever going to give you that gift again? Are they ever? No. And so many people make this mistake. And that is what separates you from other people that are trying to build a brand that never really take off because you care and you're going the extra mile and you're doing this not so scalable act sometimes. And that's, that's what, that's the secret sauce. I could lose my mind. And the, the power of personal brand, like you said, just want to double down on this. You guys, that your personal brand is the greatest investment that you can ever make because it doesn't matter what you do in your life. Craig will write more books. Craig will have different iterations of his business. He will have different versions of his brand and his podcast. I see it. It's going to be huge. It's going to be epic. But because he's built a community of people that love him for Craig and the uniqueness that makes him Craig, he'll always be okay. He'll always have his people following him and buying from him and doing the things with him because they like him. Does it matter what he talks about because he created a community? I just wanted to double down on that. I freaking love you. Okay. The other thing that I want to talk to you about, you always say this, clarity follows action. I think it's unbelievably important because people are thinking, I want to reinvent myself. I want to create a business or a brand online. I want to do this, but I'm just stuck with the first step to take and I'm scared. What would you tell them? Clarity follows action. And let me explain. Like Everybody always talks about all the things that we have to add in 2023 to become successful. I love to double down on things that we have to let go of, right? So we can have addition by subtraction. And two things that stick out that we should let go of immediately are waiting for the right time and the need to be perfect. And trust me when I tell you, if I waited for either of those things when I started TLS, we'd never gotten going. Didn't have a laptop, didn't have a website, didn't have an LLC. And for the audience, please go check out some of my early content. You'll have a good chuckle. It was, it was the opposite of polished. 
but it was raw, it was passionate, it was energetic. And, and a mutual friend of ours, Chris Voss, he always said this and it stuck out to me. If you're not embarrassed with who you were a year ago, you're not growing, right? So you just get in the damn arena and, and then great things begin to happen. And, and ultimately, if it's not the thing, it'll be the thing that leads to the thing. But you'll never know unless you step in. And I'll give everybody a very personal example. This is going to be so relatable. So I felt called to launch the last CLS live event in New York City. And I hyped it for myself, but also for the people that were coming, that we're going to have two great speakers. And the truth of the matter is, I'm just going to be straight up. I didn't have the speakers lined up yet. I was just feeling called and I wanted to get it going. And I knew I would deliver because I would stop at nothing. So I put it out there. Everyone started signing up. It almost sold out. And the very day I posted, who did I get a call from? You. And you're like, Craig, I saw that you're throwing an event in New York. How can I support? How can I get involved? And then bang. But I didn't know that before I posted. I, I did want to talk to you anyway. But that's a perfect example of how clarity follows action. You can't wait for the perfect time. And like I was saying in the beginning, it's never going to be exact. I'm not a parent yet, but my brother is my best friend. And from what I understand, anyone that's a parent, it's never the perfect time to have a kid, to get engaged, to start a side hustle, to go for your dreams. You just go for it and then great things begin to happen. But if you're waiting for that exact moment of clarity, you'll never get going. Mm. And here's something else that happens. I, I don't want to bring it down to the negative, but I do want to talk about this because it's an important thing that everyone's going to come across in their life if they're pushing and moving forward and reinventing themselves. And that's failure. And as much as I believe that great things happen when you take action and that's what helps you figure out what to do, you also fail and get rejected. And that's what helps teach you what not to do. And I'd like to ask you, Craig, when you were reinventing yourself and building CLS, did you have any big failures that almost like knocked you off your game? Or were you just like, it's okay, moving on, every no is secretly yes? Or were there any moments where you're like, shit, this is hard? Great question. And I like to say there's a huge difference between failing and being a failure, mm -hmm. right? Being a failure is finite. But if you're failing, to me, that means you're trying. That's actually a good thing. Assuming you're extracting the lessons from it and applying them. It's funny because... A lot of people think CLS was an overnight success. It wasn't. I was putting in the work and it was basically like my life's work of 15 years of personal development. And I finally put it together. There was nothing like there was no catastrophes. I, I say very humbly, a lot of things worked, but there was one thing in the beginning. So I wasn't focused on making a lot of money because I really felt like this was my calling, my assignment. But now I'm making more money than I ever made on Wall Street because it's just an energetic exchange and it's a byproduct. But in the beginning, I wasn't so focused on that as I was building the brand, extending the reach. And it got to a point where it's like a few months in and look, I'm, I'm used to a certain lifestyle. It's the middle of the pandemic here and we got to monetize this thing, right? It's got to be a, a thriving business as well. And that's when I'm still working through money problems. I think we all are. And I think really big and so forth, but people always seem to gravitate towards this topic. So I made a promise to myself right then and there that I'm going to detach and release from like this bad energy towards I have to monetize and I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, be strategic and intentional, but add value and great things are going to happen. I remember literally the next day I did that and, and like three people came to me for one-on-one -on -one coaching it was the highest I was ever charging. And then I, I never looked back. Then I built sales membership, scale that, speaking all over. So it was one thing that I had to do, but that's more energetically and spiritually. I had to let go of that resistance. Other than that, everything's pretty much worked out. Obviously, there's always room for improvement. But the reason why is because I've been super intentional 
and on purpose with everything that I've done, including the guests on the podcast and so forth. So, but that being said, I imagine there will be flops and, and I'm ready for all of them because I know if I didn't die, then I can get up and, and I'll learn from them and I'll be better for it. Mm, so good. So tell me about this book. I want for first of all, I need to pause. Everyone needs to go get this book, The Reinvention Formula. It is, if you're listening to this, it's coming out next week, but just go pre-order it now. I'm sure there's bonuses on the website where you can get it. I know there's a huge event you're doing in LA. You're doing a signing at the Grove. Um, but before we get into all those details, we're going to tell you guys how to do all of those things because you want to get involved in every way, shape, and form. Tell me about the book and the main pieces of the book. Like, is it a step-by-step system? When when my listeners go and they buy it and they look at, like, well, what are they going to expect from it when they open it up? I'm so excited about it because I'm a personal development junkie. Well, me and you, we actually apply the stuff, not one of those self-help companies that just go to all the events, don't apply. But one thing that I've learned is that it's so important to create something a little bit different and refreshing. Yeah. And so for me, I did not want this to just be another book of principles or strategies, but also it's not going to be, you know, a biography of me. I'm, I was 37 years young at the time. Like I'm not Walt Disney or Steve Jobs just yet. So I wanted to kind of create a hybrid where essentially it's been about two and a half, almost three years since I started CLS. This is kind of like an official introduction of myself to the world, but also all the stuff that I've been through, the rock bottoms, the setbacks, the obstacles in life, the lessons that I extracted, and the 15 years of studying different types of personal development like a lunatic all in one vessel called the reinvention formula. And the thing is like, love me or hate me, I know hard to believe anybody would hate me, but the reality is one thing that nobody could deny is that I pivoted very successfully. I had one life for a very long time. And then I reinvented myself and had a ton of success in a relatively short amount of time. And so far, the feedback that I'm getting, and it really got me teary-eyed this week, is we have a, a launch team where, so do you, I know, and like a street team. And we're all reading the book before any, the rest of the world has access. And, and the people that are listening to this right now can still get involved. I mean, read the first couple of chapters this week with the team. And I was asking, I was like, so what do you guys think? Kimmy with it. I, you know, whatever, whatever's on your mind. And and the general consensus was that this book makes me feel like I could do anything. It, mm. it, it it's practical, it, it's a perfect combination of the spiritual with the practical. And I feel like I could do anything. And, and I'm gonna remove those limitations and start playing bigger. And also the strategies on how to, the NLP, how to shift your mindset, how to tap into the law of attraction. So the coolest thing, the, the feedback that I'm getting, and really my hope was that the frequency of the book would give off to people is that this is for anybody that's looking to get better in some area of life. This book is not niche. It's not just for entrepreneurs, just for single moms, just for people in construction. It's for anybody that wants to level up and get better in some arena or area of life. It's for everybody. I'm obsessed. I'm so excited. Like I absolutely cannot wait to get this book and read it. And I, every single person here that's listening right now, if you're listening, I, I don't believe in accidents. My whole life changed from listening to podcasts and doing what people on the podcast told me to do. That is literally like going to events, bought books. It all was from divine timing that I was listening to something at the exact right time. And I took action on that thing. And that thing that I 
read or consumed or went to ended up doing something for me. So I always believe you are listening to this for a reason. If you're hearing Craig right now, I want you to give yourself the gift of getting this book. Don't just get it for you. Get it for a friend. I never buy one book. I always buy two and one for me, one for somebody else. So I can give it to someone and we can read it together and we can implement together. Uh, tell us about the event, Craig. There's also something in LA happening. So if you're in LA, I want you to listen up. Yeah. So one of the lanes of the highway that I didn't mention earlier, but that's live events. And we had a really, really, really fun, exciting and successful one a couple months back, which you were at and crushed it and everybody loves you. And that was so much fun. And so I had the next one on the agenda, but I'm so busy right now with so much that's going on with all the things of speaking, the book, the podcast, the coaching, planning a wedding and all that stuff that I kind of put that on the back. Oh, yeah, part. planning a wedding, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, that too. And so we were going to do... Book signing, if I'm being honest with you, I think in 2023, book signings, it might be a little outdated, but I'm also a little bit of an old school, traditional cat, like an old soul. And I want to do at least one. So for some reason, I, I decided to double down on the Grove in LA and just go all out for that one. Mm -hmm. And so we did. And then I'm like, are we just doing a book signing or are we going to leverage that into a fantastic kind of launch party event? And so we're doing that the night before. It's on August 19th. We've got some great speakers, great community networking, a lot of fun strategies, all that stuff. And that's going to be August 19th. And the book signing will be August 20th. And we're going to have a lot of fun. I love it. All right. So you know where to find. I don't have to ask you where do we find Craig. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him on his podcast, The CLS Experience. You can find him, his book on Amazon. It's so funny. We, we I was looking at his book on Amazon right before we got on this call. And I just have to share this because it was just so magical. And I clicked on it and right above it, it recommends other books that people that are viewing this book also viewed. And then it said, be seen my book, which was crazy. So two books that you need to go and grab pre-order and then isn't that it. so like isn't that so perfect based upon our journey is in like together and our friendship it's over the way we're both that it's perfect it's perfect and i wasn't even surprised like i saw it and i was like of course duh the universe knows please align yourself with people like craig i mean this was magical i'm 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 motivated right now and i wasn't even listening i was in this conversation thank you for being here thank you for pouring into the world the way that you do with so much authenticity that like the things that come to me come to mind when I think of Craig Siegel is generosity, authenticity, and going the extra mile, going above and beyond. I, I get to talk to a lot of people, and I want to say this on the podcast. I really want you to be able to receive this too, because I talk to a ton of people and I do a ton of podcasts, and no one has made me feel the way that you made me feel when we did that first podcast. You just went the extra mile, and this this guy's the real deal. So take my word for it and go follow him and get his book and do everything that he does. Uh, you will be happy that you did. Thank you for being here, Craig. Thank you so much for those words. I do receive them. Love you. Love doing life with you. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.